Andrew, we gotta do this show. We gotta, we gotta talk about this movie now. What do you think, my friend? Come on, Andrew, aren't you gonna sing? You got your part. You hear what you? No. Mean? No. No. I'm not gonna sing. You, you don't wanna. You I'm wanna. Not. You wanna do it? Do I can do what? Or something? Oh no. Why no, not? No. Come on, man. No, nah. no. I mean, it's fair. I mean, I, I didn't really tell no. you. I didn't really warn you. Yeah. I'm come on, subjecting. baby, come on, come on tonight. We're gonna talk about which what? We're talking about Phantom of the, Par- of the Paradise. Phantom of the Paradise. No, why not? Come on, sing with, sing with me. Nah, sing good. with me. Come on. I'm good, Holmes. Come ah, uh, fuck. All right, that's random cinema. Whoa! <laughs> Shine on lightning The days are long And the nights are frightening Nothing matters anywhere And that's the hell of it Winter comes and the winds blow colder Well, some go wiser You just grew older You never listened anywhere And that's the hell of it Good for nothing Bad in bed Nobody likes you and you're better off dead Goodbye, goodbye We've all come to say goodbye, 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 goodbye Born defeated, died in vain Super destructive, you were hooked on pain And though your music lingers on All of us are glad you're gone If I could live my life half as worthlessly as you I'm convinced that I'll wind up burning too <laughs> that is an intro. <laughs> that was great. That was great. There was a great little song interlude in between that clap I just did that probably broke the earphones or earbones of anyone who's listening to this now. I'm like, oh, earbones. So, today, back on Random Cinema, my favorite useless little fun movie podcast. I love this show. I love it. We've been doing it three years. Yeah. Three years. Andrew, Dearbone. Dearbone. <laughs> yeah, I'm Andrew. I'm here with Brennan, like he, always. He's dearly boned. Andrew Dearborn. I don't know about that. And Brennan Lumsden. We are random cinema. I'm not going to sing this whole thing, but yeah. I wanted to. I wanted to. But yeah, we're talking about uh, Phantom of the Paradise. The Phantom of the Paradise. Dirty little song that, uh, the dirty little movie from 1974 that just lives and breathes in Winnipeg. So. Yeah. You know, I'm, yeah, it's from it's from 1974. It was directed by Brian De Palm, who also did such famous films as Carrie, Scarface, and The Untouchables, mm-hmm. by the way. Which is weird that, unfortunately, Phantom of the Paradise, for being sort of a, a horror musical and a, a pretty decent little spoof of Phantom of the Opera, almost like an update, you know, yeah. uh, of it in a, in a little bit of a way, unfortunately, bombed pretty fucking hard when it came out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, pretty bad. Except for in Winnipeg. Winnipeg yeah. was the only place it was top of the fucking charts. I People in this that. city fucking love this movie. I love that in... Uh, I love that in... The documentary about, like, I think it's... Oh, it's... You a, said it's Phantom of the... Oh, yeah. Shout out to the local Winnipeg documentary called Phantom of Winnipeg that was released in 2019. Yeah. I don't know who the fucking director is, but if you find this episode, dude, you, I, I want to watch your doc. I haven't watched it yet. They speculate during the trailer for that about why it did so well here. Right? We mentioned the isolation. And that's pretty fair. That like, is accurate. We are we are inside for, like, seven months of the year. Yeah. Because <laughs> Winnipeg likes its... Likes its kind of grimy, dark shit. Like, yeah. we kind of like our, like, weird, kind of twisted 
sort of cult following crap. Like yeah. like Phantom of the Opera, whatever. If you're an like a, a, an auteur or like a professional, like an a, appreciator of the classics, sure, sure. But Phantom of the Paradise is so B movie, so so dingy. Yeah. You know what I mean? That like it's so Winnipeg. <laughs> it came out. It came out before Rocky Horror. Yeah, but and I was like gonna a year say before Rocky Horror. That's one of my notes actually. Is this pairs really well with Rocky Horror Picture Show? Yeah. Which I gotta say, for us probably releasing this um, around Halloween because we're heading into October. Uh, Phantom of the Paradise. Check out this yeah. musical horror. Yeah, definitely a good like. If you're a fan of Rocky Horror and you're like kind of want want to try something in the same vein, that's, absolutely like, different. Definitely check out Phantom. Yeah, it's a fun little yeah. movie though. Like, take or leave the fact that it's got it's got a low budge, you know what I mean. But also, on top of that, it's pretty decently directed. I like a lot of the shots. It's acted pretty fucking well. Like the guy who plays Winslow Leach, uh, the Phantom spoilers, yeah. it's played by William Finley. He did it. He's actually a really good, like a really good actor. Like he's he decent. did a pretty good job. He gets like he gets pretty fucked up in that movie. Though. Yeah, I can tell. Also, the movie gets his ass kicked. He does. Yeah, he's not. Well, the Phantom's not really a fighter. He's yeah. more like a sneak up on you and. and Anyway, we're getting ahead of ourselves, but like yeah. he, I, I can tell he's a stage trained actor too, because like he, like you can tell that this is the kind of show that's probably been done rogue on stages before too. But like, I, probably, I, think, it, yeah. I think it's well acted. Also, the main antagonist Swan, played by Paul Williams, who also does the music yeah. and wrote the score for this fucking. Yeah, he did all the music. Yeah, is really good as the bad guy. It's like one of those times where I really enjoyed like this kind of bad guy. Like you know, he's yeah. not he's not completely a, like a mustache twiddling evil dude. He's got agency, and I like that. But like, he's also the kind of dude where like you'd, you'd hang out with him at a party. He seems cool. <laughs> you know? big, like for most of the movie, he wins. He does. Yeah, he does. Like, he runs train on the main character a lot, which a lot. adds to like. Uh, the Phantom's tragedy and like his pain continuing yeah. to push him it's like one tragedy after another loss after another tragedy he really doesn't catch a break this whole fucking thing the Phantom is like he's he does evil shit but like you kind of like get it <laughs> you're like yeah like if I was a struggling artist like him and I got fucked over as badly I and then even more so was like turned kind of into a weird I don't know technical mutant I'd be pretty pissed off too yeah you know uh, I will say too that um, oh shit my cat just jumped off. The fucking legend knocked the microphone. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. I'm uh, sure it'll be fine. I had a note about it how... Um, yeah, Paul Williams, he, he wrote the music, he did the lyrics. He's he's really fucking good in this. And I think it, I think it like he took it as a big, like, damn, that it didn't really do well at the box office. It kind of... Yeah. It kind of didn't do the greatest. Wow. Now, tell me, Brandon. Mm-hmm. Um, was this the first time you'd seen this movie? Yes, oh, all yeah. the way through. When I was younger, I was like 14 or 15, and it was around the time where I was really getting into 80s horror and shit, because like I saw Army of Darkness, again, re- referencing Evil Dead. I saw it when I was like four or five, I don't know, five or six years old, and I was like, wow. And then like saw Evil Dead 1 and 2, and I was like, I found them when I was like 14, 15, not realizing they were all connected. Yeah. That then pushed me in this trajectory of watching a lot of like indie horror from 80s and stuff like that, like 90s, 80s, and like... A bit yeah. of 70s. And a mutual friend of ours, Kyle, uh, Kyle Milner, actually, oh. uh, he was like, you should check out Shout Kyle. out to Kyle Milner. Yeah, I'm what's sure up, buddy? Yeah, he, he does not listen to this. <laughs> if you do, cool, man. Uh, but he was like, you should watch Fan of the Paradise. And I was like, eh. And it, admittedly, when I was about 14, 15, I did not fucking buy this movie. I watched about 10 no, minutes. No, that's fair. I watched about 10 minutes, and I was like, I don't like this. Um, but I will say, if... If I can be, I think Kentaro Mira, uh, the author of Berserk, rest oh, in yeah. peace, probably was a little inspired by this movie because Griffith's helmet and the Phantom's helmet are fucking identical. He was apparently like apparently it's noted that really that is yeah that it's a reference Femto's to Phantom. helmet is a reference to Phantom. Yeah, that's fucking cool. That's widely man. accepted. Because yeah. as I was watching this, I was like, that's a Berserk reference. I was like, wait a minute, 
That's a no, that's, that's a phantom reference. I was like, Berserk. that's yeah. cool, man. Yeah. Uh, I'm pretty yeah. sure that's also on the wiki, on the Wikipedia page. Yeah, too, that's yeah. fucking sick. That like Kintar Mira was like, I like this. That's um, cool. That's really cool. So I that means Femto's fucking outfit is heavily inspired by Phantom of the Paradise. Yeah. And I love Berserk. It's like my favorite fucking manga. Yeah. Um, I came to this. Uh, I came to this movie through my dad. Mm. Um, it was my dad's favorite movie. Nice. Um, yeah. Still is. Uh, yeah, and like. Yeah, I watched it with Avatar him. Two: Way of the Water. I watched it. <laughs> He's a big John Wick guy. Uh, Who isn't sometimes? I uh, I keep hearing about nobody. Um, I <laughs> no, we're not. We're I not know. branching off into a conversation with nobody. I was like, stay uh, on target, <laughs> stay on target. But no, uh, <laughs> we. I watched this movie with him. Yeah. He also showed me another movie he really liked called The Warriors. Oh, I own The Warriors. Um, I have not watched it, and that's such a fucking oh, that travesty. Is, how do you for me? own it and not have seen it? How do you? How have you? Have I been a film it? person and not watched? How do you? It? How do you not watch every movie you own? That is a very good point. Why own it if you haven't watched it? You know what, Andrew? Um, you're, but you're speaking to be to fair, the... you probably got that from me. Yeah, you gave it um, to me. You did, you I did. absolutely... <laughs> uh, I love the Warriors, and I enjoyed Phantom of the Paradise, but I thought Rocky Horror was better. Yeah, well, I mean, they. I would say they're pretty comparable, but Rocky Horror definitely has more singable songs. The problem with... Oh, for sure. Yeah. But also the problem with um, this is I wouldn't put it necessarily in the same vein as Rocky Horror, I think a better comparison is a movie like Tommy by The Who. Oh, I don't think I've ever seen Tommy. No. Um, is Val Kilmer playing? Who? No. Oh, okay. The lead singer of The Who plays Tommy. Okay, okay um, I'm sorry. It's like a movie version of their album. Of, like the album, like the two go hand in hand. Okay. Um, so I'm like looking for the word. I know. I'm like, what the right fuck? Now. Where is it? Do I have it still? Um, but it's. I think that's the better comparison. Yeah. Because to me, Phantom of the Paradise plays as a concept album. There is. Um, yeah. It plays as a concept album musically. It does feel um, like an EP. And like that's a... what Tommy is. Tommy is a, is a concept album. Okay. It's, you know, the, the two are intrinsically tied. Like, it was meant to be so shot saying... as a film and it was meant to be recorded as an album. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's the thing, too. This comes out in 1974, where I think at the time it wasn't still totally unheard of to, to come out with a feature-length musical movie. Like, yeah. nowadays when something is a live-action musical, you're like... It's like, a kid's movie. Yeah, like, people that watch Sweeney Todd, people walked out of the first ten minutes when they realized it's a fucking musical. Yeah. Which I was like, bummer, you're just missing a kick-ass There's very few, buddy. like, in the last, like, even, like, 25 years, there have been very few big blockbuster musicals that have done well theatrically. Like, right, right. In, in movie theaters. And, yeah, like, and that's, like, fucking Into the Woods. Like, Sweeney Todd did find a footing. Yeah, yeah. Shit like that. And the other ones that get away with it are High School Musical or fucking Pitch Perfect. Anything designed around. Yeah, 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 mostly, right? I mean, Pitch Perfect, I would say, is more of a comedy. Yeah, people yeah. always forget, too, that, like, um, Blues, Blues Brothers is a fucking musical. Yep. Yeah. Like, they're like, what? I'm like, yeah, dude, remember? They're fucking, they're acapella singers, pretty much. They're on a quest from Gad. I love that fucking movie. Yeah. That, was dad, that was my dad's other movie. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. But yeah. 80 Blues Brothers 2000. Love the first one. I mean, that's, that's fair. That's yeah. fair. But, um, okay, so 1974, this is coming out. Paul Williams, famous fucking, like, uh, musician yeah. at this point, right? I'm actually not super familiar with his career, and because of now watching this and listening to the, the music, I'm like, well, Paul Williams is on my list of fucking, like, <laughs> like A-gamers. Like, he's like an Elton John for me, almost. I'm like, shit. Oh, really? Holy shit. Yeah, I know, right? I'm, I'm going that far. I'm so saying like, he's like, he's like Elton, okay? He's still standing. Yeah. 
place to stand. All right, but um, so then Paul Williams makes this, and it's kind of like if you were listening to like a, a Paul Williams like review, this would come up as one of his albums, essentially. Yeah, right? oh for sure. Because like he sings a lot of the songs, but then has guest singers because it's like it's a concept album, like you said, exactly, yeah. right? And it slaps. I feel like the song Faust is a standout for me. It's really fucking good. Yeah, um, it's a really good album. Yeah, that's actually like one of my major issues with the movie is that is probably a better album and soundtrack than it is a movie. And I like I I hear I I see what you're saying and I totally see that. I, I disagree. I'm going to buy this on Blu-ray. <laughs> and this is going into oh, my Oh, for sure. But I, I don't disagree like begrudgingly. I get why you feel that way. Yeah. Cuz it is it is a grimy kind of low budge, sort of awkward and at times a, like a little ugly. Yeah. Kind of movie. It's got and it's got a low budget. You can see it sometimes. And that's a, that's what for me I adds to its charm cuz it feels like Cheeseball 70s, 80s horror. Like, this is a B-movie. This is a fucking B-movie, and I love the B-movie. Yeah, no, and, and don't get me wrong, like, it's good. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I don't hate this movie in any way, shape, or form. Well, like, all good I cult films, there's a reason that... It, sorry, I'm cutting off. Yeah, no, it's... You're, you're right, though. You're on the right track. Like, you love it, you love it. Yeah, right? if you hate it, you hate it. You know? Yeah, and, like, I like it. I love the music. I think it's, like I said, it's, it's a fantastic album. Like, the soundtrack for this movie is great. Yeah. Um, the music in the film works very well. Um, it is, a, like, more of an opera. Like, it definitely lends itself. You see its operatic origins mm-hmm. um, in it really well because, like, the songs follow the same format that you would expect in an opera or a musical. Mm-hmm. They're not, like... It's not a movie with songs, right? Yeah. Like, the, mu- the music is organic. It's part of... The, and goes with the flow of the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which is fantastic. And it's all, no song ever feels forced. Yeah, it all feels really organic. Um, and it's all, in, in the film speak, too, it's very diegetic. Like every song being sung is being sung in real time. And like, it's not like they break to this mystical singing universe where, like, what's happening yeah. isn't really going on. Like, everyone's singing is singing diegetically. Everybody that's singing, yeah. And, like, it's, it's exactly that. You're not. They're not people singing down Main Street. Yeah, they're people yeah. like one song is while they're people are standing in line waiting to audition. Yeah, and he hears a perfect voice, so he goes over and he shows her how to sing it. And oh. it becomes a bit of a duet. Can we talk right? about that the next scene for a second? Um, though I want to say this is two for two with poorly aged homophobic one poorly aged homophobic oh, joke. Yeah, yeah, we yet another one poorly aged homophobic. Yeah, Thank you, Teen Wolf. Thank you, Family Paris. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's like um, when, when to quickly download, yeah, Sorry, to yeah. quickly download to to get the audience who haven't seen this movie or don't care. Um, basically, Winslow, uh, what's his name, Winslow Leach? Yeah, yeah, when he's is, in the bedroom um, of all the women and he's yeah. accidentally mistaken as one of the women. Winslow Leach works for, works for Swan. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Swan is a music producer. He owns several nightclubs. The Juicy Fruits are his big act at the time, yep. which is a fucking great name for a band name. <laughs> you will never hear me like argue against that. That is a fantastic name. They're very 50s-esque. They're very and like, they're very Beach Boys. Da, 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 yeah. Da, 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 hey, um, yeah. He comes out and plays his piano between those acts, and yep. he has he's working on his cantata. Yeah. Um, Faust. Faust, his cantata about yes. the German story, Faust. Mm-hmm. Um, and Swan, who is very hidden he's hidden behind creeping mirrors Mm -hmm. he works through a very fucking weird ass creepy manager guy who's a dick bag um 
works through him and like the manager guy kind of reminds me of Meatloaf a little bit too yeah and to interject too I think Meatloaf probably really liked this movie yeah Meatloaf <laughs> probably liked this movie for sure cause like I'm hearing the songs and I'm like Meatloaf yeah. is saying this kind of shit man but he yeah. um he hears Winslow play yeah when they're having a conversation looking for new acts mm-hmm. cause the juicy fruits are like the retro thing is kind of out um, at that time nobody wants to hear like that kind of music as much anymore they're not drawing a crowd so he's looking for something new um, he hears the music and he wants to buy the music but yeah. the way he is a, the way he approaches Winslow with this manager is the manager is like yeah Winslow wants to make your album with you and like come on like here's like I'm gonna take this music that you have written to him and you know you'll come and hang out with us at some point and we'll get this going yeah meanwhile they're setting up auditions on their own they yeah. have the music they're shooting forward with it all while Swan is also planning on building the rock palace of all palaces, the paradise. The paradise. Yes. And he wants to open it with this cantata. Yeah. The scene we're talking about that Brandon wants to talk about takes place when Winslow realizes that they're auditioning people well, for it. just before that, there's a scene that it kind of foreshadows that Winslow has this unhinged anger and, and like side where like the manager dude is saying, I'm going to take your music to Swan. And yeah. Winslow like stands up over him and is like, don't you? And like yeah. pushing against the wall and he's like, no one can use my music, just me. I can only sing it, yeah. only me. And like it's like he shows the Phantom before he becomes the Phantom. Oh, for sure. Where I'm like, I like that. That's foreshadowing. Yeah. <laughs> but Winslow, <laughs> anyway. Winslow gets to Swan, figures out where Swan lives. Yeah. Um, he gets there and they're auditioning uh, female singers, first mm-hmm. thing. He's running up the staircase to try to get into all the auditions because he's super naive. Being like, oh, they must have just forgot to tell me. Oh, my yep. gosh. Um, and he hears one woman singing the music. And he's like, that Phoenix. is like Phoenix. Jessica um, Harper. Very good fucking yeah. actor. Anyway. And he uh, he hears her, so he runs over. Yeah. He you know coaches her like how to do it, and she's like, oh, how do you know well, this they, music? They and, have this cute little scene, too, where like, yeah. that's the only time Winslow ever meets Phoenix, where for the rest of the movie, he's ghost writing for Phoenix. Yeah. You know this what is I mean? This, he meets her, and she's perfect for yeah. his part. And they have this moment where and they kind of he instantly falls in love with her. Where he's like singing with her, he's like, do it like this, and she's like, oh, you're kind of, and he's like, I yeah. know, we're totally She's very world. nice to him, and he is instantly in love with her. Yeah, immediately. He's just like, well, you'll be nice. So yeah. You know, I was like, oh, Winslow, your story is so tragic. <laughs> but, yeah. um, but anyways, yeah, so he gets thrown out, mm-hmm. um, especially because Phoenix uh, goes in to do her audition, yeah. and he's waiting outside, and then she comes bursting out of the doors in tears, yeah. and we see it's because the manager was like, if you want to sing, you gotta fuck me. Yeah. yeah and he's laying on the couch fucking naked. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah, which is pretty... Yeah. It, I think he's wearing, like, bright blue shorts, but yeah, it's like basically... They're all just fucking the groupies. Yeah, and it's like all the all of Swan's like like muscle guys are all these sort of like fifties esque kind of like Elvis wannabe looking dudes. Yeah, and it's like it's apparent they're all just like what's going on there, Slim. And I'm like, okay, so his muscle are all fifties greaser types. And I'm like, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because the manager is that kind of yeah yeah fifties um, greaser type manager. Um, but then Winslow gets thrown out of there, and he finds out where. Swan, oh yeah, um, where Swan's too. house is, um, not where he's just auditioning. People. Wait though, I cut you off before, and I'm cutting you off again to go back to. There's the one poorly aged homophobic joke in this 1974. Well, this, is, this is where it takes place. Oh my bad. Okay, um, is because he finds out that Swan has a bunch of women that come in, and he dresses up like a woman and sneaks in so that he can get a one on one with Swan, and that's yep. actually the first time we see him in like full body yep that's true um, and Paul Williams walks in and he's like 
get this bag out of here. Yeah, yeah. And I was just like, wow. Yeah. Whoa, it, buddy. It is. And when he said that, he's just like, get this bag out of here. I was like, oh my god, 1974, yeah. which pardon yeah. me for saying it, but like, I was like, dang. And it, like, it, they said it, and just like in Teen Wolf, I was like, fucking damn it, old movies, and then moved on. Yeah, you know? it was nonchalant. It, yeah, back then, it, uh, casual homophobia, racism, bigotry was just uh, abundant. Yeah, unfortunately. Thank you. That's the that's the I, like inter, like weird side bar note here. It's the only downside to loving old cult films is that sometimes you see the product of the time at place, and you're like, oh fuck, I forgot this was 1974. Yeah. That said, that kind of theme doesn't carry out throughout this whole film. It's the only moment it happens, and it continues to move on because there's a very almost sort of very flamboyant character that gets introduced later on which I think I think the I guess like that that community really oh that's a that's a very cute picture of my cat <laughs> I think that I don't know certain communities would have resonated pretty hard with beef <laughs> beef yeah well okay so beef's a great character sorry <laughs> whoops that well, was loud dropping the phone Drop my phone dropping the fucking um, phone so to continue like they basically um Rough him up. Yeah, they beat the shit they out of him. They beat the shit out of him. Then they call two cops. Yeah, and they stuff a bunch of coke in his pocket. Plant a bunch of drugs on him. Yeah. And he goes to uh, Rikers. He gets sentenced, sentenced to life in Rikers yeah. prison, where he is then volunteered um, for a medical program where they remove all of his teeth oh. and insert metal teeth. That that got me when I was like, yeah. oh, shit. Like, that's not good. He's getting fucked over. Yeah. And then he hears his song on the radio mm-hmm. while in prison. And flips the fuck out. Flips shit and yeah. escapes, like, powers his way in, like, a Keystone Cops, Benny Hill fucking yeah. escape. Admittedly that, I was like, okay, I get what they were going for there. They didn't quite pull it off. The thing yeah. about the, the, the Benny Hill many doors thing is that, like, it rarely works well. Yeah. And when it does work, it's great. But most of the time, it looks a little silly. But whatever. I didn't. I forgot about that scene until you reminded me. I was like, "Oh yeah, I forgot." There's that weird little bit that probably works great in, on stage or in theater, but in this movie, it's a little bit silly. Yeah. In an already kind of weirdly silly movie. Yeah. I will yeah. say it's it's silly with the kind of like charm you get from watching a it's stage like campy. play. It is campy. It's yeah. good camp. It's good camp, you know. And then Winslow gets stuffed in between a record press. I think is what. It, yeah, um, it is. So like, he, ironically, in this, he gets is a he, record. He breaks press out and place. he tries to get into. Um, he tries to get into see Swang. Like he tries to yeah. break into Swang's oh, yeah, right. office, and then he tries to break into Swang's house, and they shoot him, and he gets shot in the stomach. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then he he's not fatally shot. Yeah. Um, and he breaks into the printing press. Right. For the record, um, and when oh no, sorry, that's when he gets shot. Yeah. Um, he breaks into the printing press for the record, and the security guard shoots him. And he falls into the press, like yeah. his face falls into the press. And it's heat, like it's super hot because it's melting wax, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and it presses, the uh, heat part of it presses against his face. So he has like part of his album, like part of the single that was stolen from him, burned into his face. It's so cool. Right? <laughs> so, um, it's super fucking awesome. There's, um, well, and then and then he stumbles into the river because this is right beside the river. Yeah. And everybody says he died. Well, there's, there's moments too, like, when he, he gets out of the press and he's like stumbling and he's like, yeah. I was like, that's good acting. I, don't know. I was like, damn, yeah. I believe that he's in visceral, shocking pain. Yeah, but then he um, he gets put in the, uh, he finds his way yeah. into the, he goes to the paradise. under construction paradise. Yeah. yeah. 
um, and he steals some costumes and some costuming, and that becomes his outfit. Yeah. Um, but because of the gunshot and because of like the wound to his face and stuff, he doesn't have his voice anymore. Yep. Yep. Um, and then he starts living there, and they're practicing and rehearsing, and the Juicy Fruits are actually doing Faust. Yeah. <laughs> or singing the song. Yep. Um, and that leads to one of my favorite shots in the whole movie, uh, with the bomb in the car trunk. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he puts a, a like a cartoon style like stick of dynamite bomb in the uh, back in the trunk of this fake like well, yeah. prop car at this that they roll on the stage with like a bunch of like with the juicy fruits on them. Yeah. At this point, I think Brian De Palma, the director and such, is just like he's like, okay, origin story out of the way. This is Phantom yeah. of the Opera now. We're doing Phantom of the Opera. He's in costume. We got our Phantom. Let's go. Yeah. You know, because, like, once it gets to that point, then all of a sudden the timeline's like, okay, so now we're opening up the Paradise, and, like, there's they're auditioning, and, like, the Phantom is well-established as this yeah. weird... Because after he kills the Juicy Fruits, they're like, there's a yeah. Phantom! <laughs> well, this, like, this this is, like, the first, like, big, like, accident, quote-unquote, that mm-hmm. happens is, like, he basically blows up the Juicy Fruits. Yeah. And, like, this Explosion is... This is very whole shot, like, too. <laughs> this series of shots is so awesome, though, because it's a split screen mm-hmm. uh, with one camera on one side following the um, the explosive and the other camera like continuing the shots of the movie. Yeah. Right? Um, and you see like some of the there's this really good conversation in the background while the song is while they're singing the song, because of course they're singing the song because they're rehearsing. Yeah. Um, and one of the background singers goes up to the manager as they're pushing the car out and he's like man like i don't feel i got a weird feeling about this like i don't want to be here and the manager's just like yeah okay here you go and just shoves a bunch of drugs in his face and shoves him back out there and then two seconds later the, the he fucking blows up yeah yeah it's so funny but no, also like good highlights the fact that the fucking manager is a skis ball oh yeah well like that's the thing too he's like he's played up to be just a really terrible dude the whole time like swan's evil the people who work for him are evil they're all traditional yeah. fucking, I guess, like, movie villains. To be fair, and to jump ahead a little bit, um, I hate the manager right up until the end of the movie. Mm. Like, the manager at, towards the end of the movie, I'm like, he's, he's like, one of the few one of the few people who actually see sense of being like, no, this is fucked up, we gotta bounce. Yeah. yeah. Um, I mean, that's just a survival instinct, but he's also like, no, man, like, we fucked up. This was really bad. We need to, like, drop this. Like, mm-hmm. we need to go. Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> Like, he gets ignored, and ultimately, I believe he dies, but... Yeah, he gets shot. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, then, like, because of that, they have to start auditioning new people. Yeah, um, yeah. But Swan also discovers him mm-hmm. um, because of this. He, he finds... he Because Swan has cameras in every inch of that place, for reasons we don't know yet. Yes, um, I like that twist, but yeah. We, uh, we see that he has footage of him doing it like everything that he's done yeah um and he tracks him down and makes a deal with him yeah i do like that swan like like, it's not like the phantom has swan on the ropes the whole time it's like swan's like oh hello winslow yeah like clearly shows he's got the upper hand anyway swan knows really quickly that that is who it is yeah like he's he knows like, pretty much what's happened winslow. to you you know it's like oh man he's i mean there's other reasons guy. he knows as well though well yeah obviously right but then, like, him and Winslow kind of have this really begrudged working relationship after that, where he's like, you're going to work for me, and, like, yeah. this is going to happen. Because Sign the cantata's contract. not done. Yeah, so he's going to keep writing it, right? Yeah. Um, so, like, we get this really cool scene of, like, Winslow with this, like, weird thing attached to his chest, mm-hmm. and he's at this piano, and he's just, like, the noises that we hear are horrif- like horrifying because he has, like, all this damage, and then 
we see music producer mode Swan mm-hmm. in there, like fucking around with buttons, and it suddenly becomes what we who we think Winslow is, but is actually Paul Williams. Voice. Oh yeah, it's just, <laughs> you, if you like, you're paying enough attention, you're like, that's Paul Williams singing. Yeah. But like, then we were talking earlier before the show. I was like, that's not a weird like, oh, that's a glaring red herring. Like that's a an hair in the hair in the shot hair, hair in the, the ointment. Uh, well, there's a term for it in film. Line the ointment. Where you have like a a hair in the soup. No, it's a hair in the in the shot, I think. A hair, which is the idea of like back when filmmakers were like cutting and splicing together, like oh, film, that, way. Okay. that they'd have an accidental hair spliced in. And they're like, "Fuck, we got a hair in the lens," yeah. or like, "or a hair in the can." This like if you hear Paul Williams singing it, like kind of vaguely to be the Phantom, you'd like, "Well, Swan's like so self centered yeah. enough. He'd make it. He'd mix it to sound like his own voice anyway." Yeah, you know. Um, so it does. It kind of makes sense that he's singing similar to him. So. Yeah. Uh, and then we have Winslow finishing the cantata. Yeah. Uh, and then they start auditioning people, and Phoenix is one of the people who auditions. Yep. And, like, the audition properly. Like, she's not there to shake her ass. She's there to sing. Yeah, and, like, when, or like the Phantom, Winslow, whatever, is, like, just in the darkness beside, like, beside Swan, Swan, like, yeah. auditioning. Because he's like, okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be a part of this. And, like, it's almost like for a second, even though Winslow's gone through all this, he's still going to be able to have control to make his show. Or to make yeah. his cantata, right? So, yeah. But it's never that easy. Yeah, no, um, and, like, Winslow says, like, Phantom Winslow is, like, it's for Phoenix. Phoenix has to sing it. Yeah. Nobody else but Phoenix is allowed to sing this song. Yeah. Is allowed to sing my cantata. Mm-hmm. Um, but they don't go with her. Yeah, Swan has his own idea every time, too. He's yeah. Like, like, no, he's still trying to fucking control it and, he's, and, he, and control Winslow and keep yeah. him under wraps. But, yeah, he... Why is he... He auditions her, and then she sort of just walks out being like, I don't even need this shit. Yeah, because, again, Swung and, like, the situation around it is just not great yeah. for her. Um, which is fair, and she should have trusted those instincts. Yeah. Um, but one of another one of my favorite scenes happens shortly around there, when he's in his office, and, like, he's just rolling around his central desk, and every time he stops, there's a spotlight, and it's a different band mm-hmm. singing the song. Yeah, I did like that too. It's like that he's was a like, cool, that was such a cool shot because they had so many different styles. Yeah, yeah. It's like he's he's auditioning to see like what's the next best sound. I need someone that's gonna. It's like Phoenix isn't gonna sing this song. It's yeah, like, we're gonna find someone to sing. Which I guess was just Swan flexing his ego. He's like, I don't want to have. Yeah, he didn't want. I I think it had more to do with him want a female singing. That could be it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and then he ends up going with Beef. Okay, Beef. When I initially watched, like when I, I got him, when I watched this one, one of my favorite characters. Yeah, he is. He might be my favorite character. Yeah. When back when I watched this, like half of this movie when I was fifteen, I got to the introduction of Beef, and it's his, it's Beef as a as a character that kicked me out of the movie. I was like, I want to fucking watch this. I'm good, because I was more into, I don't know, fucking Metal Gear Solid. Like I just didn't. I was like, I didn't vibe. But like now watching it. Beef's like one of the best fucking characters. Like as soon as he shows up, he's ridiculous, and like yeah. clearly also he's got dynamic too because he seems like he's gonna be this weird like like mock of like the metal scene, but he isn't. He's just putting that on because he's a he's a stage performer basically. Yeah. He's more of like a a thespian dandy kind of than anything else. But like he puts on these styles. Like he's trying to seem like some like new age rocker, but he's not like that at all. Yeah, you know. He's not. Um, I do like how he re- how he gets reimagined. Yeah, yeah. Um, I forget. Oh, what is the band name? I'm sure I have it in my notes. He, uh, and he's doing the fucking like. Uh, oh yeah, he's you know he's just called Beef. Yeah, is Beef. I forget what the band is called. Um, 
It's the juicy fruits though, just in like the. It's rest the, of the juicy band. fruits just in yeah. It's the juicy fruits just in uh, different costumes. Yeah, I noticed that because there's one yeah. guy with a really pronounced like haircut, and I was like, it's the same guy. And they're all band-aid, and they're all bandaged. Yeah, yeah. From the explosion, it's so funny. <laughs> I was like, um, wow. but the press conference where they announce beef, there's something really odd that I don't know why why they did. Like he comes out of a coffin, right? And like no. beef's like. Ah. Yeah, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but the podium that they're at. Mm-hmm. Or the press, like the thing that they're standing at. If you notice, the um, the swan logo is put there afterwards. Yes, it's it like it's like it's moving a little bit, which like I I noticed because of like I've tried to do that effect editing movies in the yeah. past where I'm like it doesn't look right. It looks like there's a floating logo there. It doesn't look like it's actually on the item because yeah. I noticed I was like, like then. yeah, this I was like that looks. Like, they edited that. Yeah, <laughs> like, I, that's in every version of the movie I've seen, and I yep. don't understand it. I think it's just they wanted the logo there, and they didn't have it on set, and they thought, we'll just cut it into post. And at yeah. the time, in 1974, I mean, no one's paying that much attention. It looks yeah. but, but, like, in 2023, I'm like, that's a fucking effect. Yeah. That's fake. I just wonder if there was a, like, I just wonder if there was a reason know. for it. Like, I think maybe there was an original logo, and maybe they changed it because they couldn't use it that's for what copyright I'm thinking. reasons. Like, that's so it had to be covered up in post. Possible. Um, because, like... And they might have shot that scene before they shot the later stuff with Swan's logos. Yeah, yeah. Um, kind of in the in the same mindset that I think of when I see the alternate the alternate title for um, Quentin Tarantino's Grindhouse oh, yeah, contribution because yeah. it's actually a different uh, has a different official title. Um, and I was wondering if it was a similar thing. I don't um, know, but mm-hmm. who knows? Um, but yeah. Then anyways, beef and the. They lean into the Transylvanian, like Frankenstein style yeah, yeah. Uh, makeup for it, which is great. Um, Winslow's not a fan. No, he doesn't like it at all. He thinks it's stupid. But he, uh, f- uh, fucking little Paul Williams there, has a plan. Has a plan to keep track of Winslow. Yep. Remember what that is, Brent? No, tell me. Uh, he decides to brick him in. I do love that bit too. Yeah, little task We're, of a Montalito for you. Because he doesn't let Winslow really out. He's got him constantly working. And then when he goes yeah. in, he finally gets those last pages. He keeps Winslow high too. Mm-hmm. Like Winslow, he's like, oh, he needs some of these drugs to help you out. Because I guess he's like, Winslow's in pain. The Phantom's in pain yeah. too. So he's like, here, take some of these fucking drugs to like painkillers and such. But I think he also was giving him like other shit. He's like, here's some like oh, fucking sure. MDMA or some fucking like acid or whatever. You know, which, or whatever. Like, yeah. And he was probably giving, uh, probably speed too. I don't know, weird shit. But like he was, he was keeping him cooked up because when he comes back, Winslow's passed out. Like oh, he yeah. had written all of it and he's just done. And uh, yeah, he was keeping him awake too. To yeah. do it. So. And then he tries to fucking brick him into the wall, which I love because Winslow then shows he has a, a slight bit of sort of like an advanced human strength all of a sudden because he can just burst through the he's fucking. Got that, he's got that like angry strength. Yeah, exactly. Because he like he gets out of there eventually. Like it, it doesn't hold him for long, but yeah. Yeah, and I mean to be fair, it is a wet concrete wall. Yeah. Um, that he breaks through, but still. He does break through the wall. Mm-hmm. Um, He's very keen on knowing not to trust Swan really ever again after this, too. He's like, no, fucker tried to screw me twice. Yeah. Like, I'm coming for him. He's my enemy. Because after that, Winslow's kind of just on a... Like, he's on a, the run kind of after that. He's always moving around. Well, he's always within the... Uh, yeah, within, within the paradise. Yeah, he never leaves, but he becomes more elusive. Um, but yeah, they, they do an opening night at the paradise with Beef. Yeah. Um, and before Beef goes on... I love uh, this bit too. Winslow sh- pops up while Beef's in the shower. Yeah, he grabs his face. He's like, With only plunger. Phoenix, yeah, only Phoenix can see, sing my song. Only yeah. Phoenix. And I'm like, it's one of those moments where I started to really love like this movie. Where I was like, man, the Phantom is 
awesome. <laughs> I love Beef's reaction, which is, get yeah. the fuck out. Like, I'm out. Yeah, he's like, I'm out of here. The next I'm, scene, doing, I'm blowing this, okay? He's like, you know what I think, mister? I'm done with your show. <laughs> yeah, I love that. The next scene is him, bags packed, running towards a fucking car with the manager yeah. chasing after him. I do him. love him. He's got this, like, like mirror of speed. Which leads speed, to, I'm and pretty he's sure, like, is he's doing another a bit of, gay joke. Yeah, he's doing, like, another, like, speed line, and then he has, like, some more speed, and then he drops the speed train, and he's like, Wah! and then when he gets, like, jumped by the fucking phantom, he's like, oh, my God! <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which I do think Beef is supposed to represent sort of, like, like... I guess like a feminine thespian actor types. Yeah, and a willing participant in the um, like exploitation aspect of it. Like a little bit, he's yeah. very much so. Like there's a part in in there where he was like the manager's like you were just on drugs, man. Like it was just a vision. You're fine. And he's like, no, man. Like I've been on enough drugs to know. Yeah, reality. He's like, sure, aren't you like high on speed, son? He's like, look, I might be high on speed, but I'm the one who does this stuff. Okay. You yeah, exactly. Know. I know what the hell I saw. There is a damn phantom. Yeah, you're just the one that feeds it to me. Yeah. yeah. Um. Which, I, that's the thing, that was the moment, too, on the stairs with the cases, where I was like, yeah. I think I respect Beef. Yeah, Beef is, like, a different character. Like, at first, yeah. you're like, fuck this guy for, like, right? taking this part. And then you're like, no, he was just a guy who took, he's yeah. just a guy who took a job. He took a job, and he's, like, a professional. Like, <laughs> like it was weird. I was yeah. like, I feel like I'm, like Beef is originally written, so you're supposed to hate him, to then, like, immediately go, oh, this guy's just a fucking working guy. Yeah. Like, I, because then Beef, like, you know, Beef, like, kind of charmed me. I was like, fuck, I respect Beef. And I think then, Beef's a cool character. Yeah, he decides he decides to stay. He has talked in the same by the man. Well, yeah, he gets coaxed into like, it's your fucking night. And he's Which like, what are you doing? Are you going to do the job? And he's like, yeah, I'm going to do the damn job. Yeah. He's like, all right, go up fucking line and get out there, sweetheart. You know. Yeah. Which leads to my favorite performance in the whole movie, actually. Mm. Is that mm-hmm. where they're at. Like, it, it starts great with the, the back, like the juicy fruits in their new costumes. Um, like, working the crowd over, starting the song, going, mm-hmm. like, a certain way. And they're, like, cutting apart people in the crowd with their with yeah. their instrument knives and stuff. Which I like. That um, was cool. I thought that was such a cool thing. Yeah. It was Just clearly couple... plants in the yeah. crowd. Yeah, yeah. Um, and they build, like, this this mannequin version of beef and put him in a box and Frankenstein him to life. Yeah. And then he comes to life and he's singing... Um, the cantata and Winslow loses his shit. Yeah, he does. But like that, that is one of the best performances in the whole movie. It's it like is. that whole bit because like they spend say... so much time putting them together, and then he does such a good job once he is together. Yeah, yeah. But that's the thing—the guy playing Beef is like actually doing a really good job. Like yeah. he's like kind of doing more work than some of the other characters. Like this guy's oh, really sure. a really good stage actor and singer. <laughs> There's like a couple scenes beforehand when he's like gets the first scenes and he's trying. He's like ah, and he's like. This was scored for a chick, bro. <laughs> yeah. He's like, I can't sing these notes. And he's like, well, then, baby, why don't you just make it your own? Do whatever you want with it. And he's like, make it my own so I can just change this. And he's like, yeah, you said make it your own. Change it. And he's like, all right. And then he has that whole fucking solo. Yeah. That solo's good. <laughs> like, I was yeah. like, damn. Um, Beef's a cool character. But he kind so. of, uh, he goes the way you would expect. Yeah, he's all unfortunately one of the Phantom's victims. <clears throat> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and he struck by lightning. And the effect and is ridiculous, lightning. and I yeah. love it. The neon lightning bolt. Yeah, because it again, really you get the like where Winslow's going up the like the sandbag rope, like, and he's like they're like doing this like telegraphing that he's gonna kill Beef. And when he sends the the lightning bolt down to get him, when Beef gets electrocuted, when he grabs the microphone, it's such a cheeseball effect, and it works so fucking well. Where he does like the, just the cuts of like, yeah. and it's like and he fucking dies, and I'm like, wow. Yeah, some of the cuts are so great. Right, I was like, this is. I, th- that's when the movie got me. I was like, I think I'm, I love this, actually. Yeah. Um, and that's like, that whole sequence, that whole musical sequence is so well done. Oh, yeah, um, yeah. And then, yeah, like, the lead singer, 
of their band dies on the opening night of the Paradise. Which causes hype. That does nothing but cause hype. Hype, and, baby. And everybody's like, oh, this is gonna like shut down the Paradise. No, Paul Williams leans into it. Yeah, like, you ever seen people go this crazy? You ever yeah. seen them go this wild? It's like, well, it's not every night they see the main, or like the main act burn up. Yeah. You know, and so it's like, oh, the people are just the jazz. And it's like, um, Swan is like tickled by the fact that he's got, he's got like people's attention by the, by their, like by the edge of their seat, you know? Yeah. And then uh, we see Phoenix gets the part. Yeah, it's like, isn't like Winslow basically makes it clear to Swan, he's like, doesn't matter who you bring in, I'll yeah. kill all of them, it has to be Phoenix, only she can sing my, my music, yeah. you know? Um, and he's like, fine, Phoenix will sing your music. Yeah. And then he and makes him sign. Is the signing thing contract? The signing, the, That's before, right? It's, yeah, it's when he starts writing the yeah. katana. Um, I feel better in rewatch. I was going to bring it back. I was going to mention it later. Mm, okay, so. so we'll yeah. touch on that yet. All good. Um, but yeah, then they bring Phoenix back in. Yeah. Um, and Phoenix and Swan enter into a weird relationship. They do. It's fueled by drugs and fame thing. and, and yeah. like, you know, being like, let me make you a star. You know, all you gotta do and then she yeah. starts doing blow. <laughs> you know? Yeah. It, and then he fucks her and it's like, oh, man. He fucks her in front of Winslow. That was so evil but also yeah. I was like, man, he's a good bad guy because he's like, yeah. he's got her in bed and Winslow's like, like just devastated and Winslow's gonna stab himself in the fucking heart and then yeah. like Swan turns on a little fucking TV and he's got a camera trained on yeah. on Winslow he's like he's enjoying his pain yeah. and, and then when he fucking stabs himself in the heart yeah. Swan's like oh shit <laughs> he's yeah. gotta go up there and be like you actually can't, you, you can't yeah. do that and then shows his supernatural powers which I thought yeah. was a weird but awesome twist and this is where we're gonna talk about the contract. Yes! Um, the there movie is a gets scene. meta as fuck! There is a scene uh, when he starts making the deal with Winslow. Yep. Uh, where he pulls out a contract. Mm-hmm. A contract that Winslow cannot read because it is so long and so convoluted. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's on so many drugs that he could not possibly read this. And the language he is expected to read is legalese to the max. Mm-hmm. Um, and... He's like, I, how am I supposed to? He's like, no, it's just boilerplate, Winslow. It's fine. Just sign it. Yeah, it's like, oh, um, it's and he's nothing. like, he's like, oh, do you have a pen? And he's like, ah, oh, ink doesn't mean much to me. I need your blood. Yeah, that's at that moment, I'm like, right? Hmm. He's like, it's like when he needs him to like actually stab his finger and sign. Yeah. It's like, hmm. And then that's spooky. We find <laughs> out that he is not the only one who made such a contract. Yeah. We find out that Swan himself made such a contract with uh, when Winslow digs through one of his many excursions yeah. through the bowels of the paradise I was gonna say, there's he a... finds the video room yeah that, that's like that's definitely a little bit later on I know there's some mystery after that still like how Swan it's, has so much control right? for, um, he's looking for the masters of Faust yeah. uh, to destroy them yeah. and he finds this this is later AV room basically yeah like this is uh i think this is uh right towards the climax of the film where he yeah. finds this um although like when he when winslow signs the contract though because like he he wakes up out of the blue and notices like the chunks of his heart in his hand and like yeah. that big gaping wound has healed up all of a sudden he's like what the fuck that makes yeah. no sense and then swan's like basically says as long as 
you have are bound by this contract, bound by blood. That wound cannot actually exist. Yeah. Based on the magic of the words, basically, Winslow's not dead. I'm like, this is some. Yeah, basically shit. the contract. The way the contract is worded is that he can't die. Yeah, so he uh, doesn't. He can't die. die until Paul until Swan dies. Yeah, yeah. So um, you cannot die until I am dead. And then there's um. There's a moment after that where he's on one of his many tirades through the paradise and he's looking for the masters where he comes across video footage oh wait of um, paul williams in the tub yeah we missed we missed a scene that's what i was thinking i'm yeah. sorry to interject I we apologize. see uh we see paul williams we see swan before swan is the swan that we yeah. know him um in the tub and he ends up killing himself well hang on there was a, a scene before the reason winslow gets again so angry is like because uh um what is it fucking swan has been partying with uh fucking wow i'm, I'm Okay, Swan's been partying with Phoenix, right? And he's like, hey, Phoenix, you should sign this contract. And he gets, like, he stabs her, th- her finger, and she's all high. And he gets her to sign this contract to be, like, in the Faust, or in the, yeah. in the Cantata, right? And Winslow sees this in the AV room. Because he knows, he's like, oh, shit. He doesn't see that in the AV room. No, he doesn't. Okay, doesn't he witnesses it, though? Because he knows about it. Because the thing that drives him to kill himself is him seeing Swan fuck her. Yeah. Uh, I don't think she has contract because she would have died at the end of the movie. Then. No, she gets contracted to like, or is, like, she gets, she signs a blood contract with Swan for sure. Yeah. I, don't, I don't remember well, where that would be in it, but that, um, that's not why he, like, killed, hurts himself, right? Um, no, he, no, he himself stabs himself because he watches her, yeah, then fuck. And then he can't die. This is after that. He knows Swan has, like, like, he finds out Swan has power. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but anyway, yeah, back, back gets to the his other powers scene. Because he was trying to kill himself, and then a demon comes well, to him in a mirror. I, I think it's the devil. Uh, it, yeah, it's not. It could be the devil, it could be, like, I say demon because he. The devil wouldn't spend that much time well, on one thing. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do um, like this scene, though, too, because it's like basically Swan is live streaming himself essentially he's recording himself he's recording like, a suicide it's the yeah. version of like an influencer being like I don't ever want to age because I think I'm too beautiful and talented so I want to record myself in this perfect form before I kill myself Yeah. because I never want to grow old and become sad it's and a then, suicide like, yeah. yeah and then he's in the tub and he's just chilling and then all of a sudden his basically duplicate appears in the mirror right and he's like oh hey yeah his reflection starts talking to him yeah but he um, he, he, totally he thinks it's the, the shit out of him Dorian Gray's the fuck out of him, though. Oh, yeah. Which I thought was cool. He's like, you will remain young forever, but you can always, or you always have to watch yourself in this videotape to see what you actually could be so you appreciate it every day yeah. or some shit. Yeah. Um, and I do like that the devil goes throughout this film. He only appears once. He gets his deed done, and he never gets any comeuppance. He just, he's this, like, the devil's in the movie, or a demon's in the movie, and never, like, gets a, they never thwart him. He just gets to, like, ha-ha, and then disappear. See, I always kind of took it that... Um, it's Faust within Faust. I kind of always took it that the demon, like, ended up more in control of Swan than Swan yeah. was. Um, that's how I read it. I agree. How I, like, how I viewed it was that, like... No, I agree. It's whatever like... entity, whether it was the devil or just a demon, um, was, like, there for most of it and, like, did a lot of the driving well, at maybe. that point. Uh, maybe, yeah. Because yeah. He, we realized that he made this deal years and years ago yeah, yeah um so at that point i felt like it was more often the demon than swan yeah yeah it also shows that swan like although being kind of a self-righteous and selfish little shit like also wasn't totally being evil just for evil's sake he had his own agency he's under yeah. contract too right so this is just a chain of shitty contracts yeah you know so 
Um, and then, yeah, we it was just really good seeing because um, we do two nights. I think she's supposed to do two performances. I think so, yeah. Um, and it's between it's after her first performance when the whole when all the crowd is like super into her. Yeah. And they're chanting her name and they're on the roof, and mm-hmm. the phantom like confronts her and is like, "He's using you. He's gonna kill you." Like, yeah, I do like that scene too. Yeah, and like. And she's like, well, how, how can I pass up this? And it's like people just chanting her name. Like it's thousands and thousands of people who are yeah. in the paradise just standing outside chanting her name, having wanted to see it. Mm-hmm. And that's where my opinion of the manager changes because he's in the car with um, with Swan waiting for Phoenix. Yeah. And he's like, dude, like this is intense. Like this is too much. Like yeah. these people are too like you're building too much of a craze here like some of these people are like manic like yeah it's like getting to a point where they're gonna tear something apart mm-hmm. i don't want to be here when that happens and he and he ends up dying yeah uh, shortly after that but well, he's, i think he's roasting back in with like we're gonna have one great last performance you're gonna see it and you're gonna yeah. be a priest he's like well i've never been a priest before and he gets yeah. all like oh cool i get to you know yeah be, oh because that's what it is they're doing the the marriage of the wedding swan yeah a swan to uh yeah i'm gonna marry lines a show i think it's too i think it's like if they get married then swan gets to share his contract with her Something like that, yeah. Yeah, it's, it, it's always unclear. The marriage. Yeah, I, I only watched the movie once, unfortunately, which I hate doing because there definitely is a clear motivation for Swan. I think to get yeah. it, it's a loophole out of his contract or something. But like, he has to marry her for this reason. Yeah. Because then Winslow's like, because I do also like the scene where Winslow talks to Phoenix on the roof, like you were saying, because like, clearly Winslow has her like best intentions in mind, but because he's so horrific and he's so fucking yeah. like brooding and scary, she doesn't listen to him. No, exactly. she, and he tries to say like we've met before and she's like I don't know you you know yeah which I was like oh man it's a good scene it's actually such a good fucking scene <laughs> yeah it is um and then we see um we see them have that scene yeah and then the next night they do the final performance um which is I don't know as as the ending overall I'm not a huge fan because I don't understand that one fan. You know who I mean? Like the one guy who like... Oh! Yeah. Oh, yeah. There is one extra that is like just emoting. And he's like a principal extra too. Like Yeah, he's in the red shirt. He's got the, like the poofy hair or whatever. Yeah. Or he's wearing like a headband. There is one extra in this movie. That, and this happens in movies sometimes where there's just one extra that's... Uh, he's kind of... <laughs> he's overacting. Yeah. And like he's got this weird like... It's almost like they're like, okay, you're gonna be the one like guy to start like that. that you're like, yeah. the, you're gonna be a cult leader after this. That's your character. You're meant to like be really inspired with what's going on. It's this organic sort of feeling. Yeah. Because like as all this stuff's unfolding on stage with like they're gonna have the marriage and then Winslow shows up to like thwart one of the fucking like the the assassin that's gonna yeah, kill. Yeah. Somebody's gonna shoot. There's somebody that's gonna shoot Phoenix. Yeah. Um, and then there's to, a, like, the montage cut to some end. cool shit where he's like strangling a guy to get behind another guy. Yeah, know? and it's like it's to like build up more of that craze that of the tension. paradise. Um, but he manages, he kills, um, or he takes out the assassin who's trying to kill Phoenix. That's yeah. how the priest get. That's how the manager gets shot because he misses Phoenix and shoots the manager. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then it culminates with him getting on stage and with Winslow getting on stage as the Phantom. Yeah. And burning the videotape that has um, Swan's Faustian deal. Yeah. And then S- Swan just loses his shit and like Swan never shows his face. Yeah. 
Um, that's like the big thing about Swan is that he's never shown his face, so he's wearing like a metal faceplate. Yeah, yeah. And he and it comes off during the thing after the after we know the videotape is on fire. And when it comes off, his face is just like a horribly burned yeah. like visage. Yeah. And it, it was like that because Winslow destroyed his original tape, yeah. so he's keeping him young, right? Yeah. And then like it's cause Winslow like swings down like fucking Batman and like yeah. knocks him down and takes the mask off of him. Yeah. And at this point it's basically like I like this duality of like there's Winslow, the Phantom, with his like burnt and like yeah. morph mutated face and body, and the big kick ass fucking Griffith mask. And then you've got Swan in this like perfect white like outfit Griffith kind of with his own fucking like man in the iron mask like crimson mask kind of or yeah. chrome mask kind of thing and I kind of like this duality of like these guys are basically the same dude now yeah you know and I'm like I like that I like this kind of like final battle even though it's not really a final battle it's like they're equals in this moment yeah um, and I like that you know? yeah and the, the the person the extra I'm talking about is the first one who stabs Swan yeah yeah is in like he's in such a state that I just, I don't understand what got him to that. And I guess that's what the manager was talking about. Yeah, it's like they're kind of becoming that? like a, a, a force of nature now. Because I think it's yeah. like, it's, is it, is it Winslow? Or is it uh, Phoenix that stabs Swan first? Because someone does it. I don't and, remember if it's either of them. I think it's the fans. Yeah, I think because they. I think the fans tear him apart. Yeah, it's like one of them decides to attack him and then the rest realize they should attack him. Yeah. I feel or like. Or one of them, some, it may have been Winslow who stabbed him and then the, like, the guy pulled the knife out, yeah. looks at it, and then stabs him again. I forget, that's exactly And then how they all start too. taking turns stabbing him. Because the Phantom gets, the, gets a knife and manages to stab fucking swan and when that happens swan begins to die and because yeah. of that winslow's fucking opening bursts open yeah. and he starts to winslow's die. wound uh winslow's like cut open heart yeah opens up which uh, accentuates the theme of them being equals yeah. too because they both basically kill each other yeah you know and then winslow's mask comes off in his blooded state where he's dying and like swan's fucking died because he's been stabbed by a bunch of other fucking all the fans yeah. they devour him essentially. yeah the fans like they all take turns stabbing him yeah yeah and so then winslow's like dying out he's bleeding out on the ground his helmet's off you can see his fully fully deformed and like destroyed image and in that moment phoenix is able to see that oh shit that was winslow leech yeah, that's the beautiful man that I got to bond with and met on. I just said beautiful man. That's yeah. the beautiful person that I that I met and sang with that actually wrote this play. I mean, she realizes all of, all of a sudden everything. Why the Phantom is the Phantom. Yeah, you know, and it's sort of it's sort of sad because like the moment he's finally seen for it was the compassion that he really needed. He's he's dying. Yeah, you know, and it's just yeah. it's like oh what a tragic character. Yeah, you know? that's why I like the Phantom in this. I think he's cool. Yeah, and then uh, that's. That's the end of the movie. Pretty much. It just abruptly ends there. And I'm like, yeah. it kind of wraps up. It wraps nice. Basically, everyone but but Phoenix yeah, dies. Yeah, Phoenix is the only one who survives. Uh, the paradise either collapses or gets shut down. Swan's dead. Uh, Winslow's that, dead. The manager's dead. Well, after that, Queen got big, so everyone forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Tim Curry was all the rage. Oh, so. yeah. Legend, baby. <laughs> um, but, yeah, and that, that kind of wraps up. Pretty much. I will say too to bookend it, the, the Phantom of the Paradise is a cult film. It's not everyone's cup of tea, but it's, sure. a, it's a fun watch around, especially around Halloween. Yeah. But like, aside from that, if you like musicals, this is a really decent little fucking musical, and it's, it's only ninety minutes. Yeah. It's ninety minutes. It's not fucking long, man. It's not. No. You know, it's quick. Um, and yes, it's a solid little rock opera. Like, yeah. like I've said before, and like my main takeaway from this film is that the soundtrack is better than the movie. I, the movies worth watching. I, I I debate that. I think the soundtrack and the movies stand par and par, but I see what you're getting at. Yeah, I see what you're getting at. Yeah. Uh, but other than that, I, to bookend it again, like I said before, I do like that of all the places in the world where it bombed in Winnipeg, 
it yeah. did exceptionally well and still does well. A little there, movie that could. Yeah, yeah. there was merit. Uh, basically, there was these sing-along, sort of Rocky Horror sing-along style things for for Phantom of the Paradise in Winnipeg. Yeah. And the last time they did it, they had the entire cast come here. Yeah, because it was do a, it. a big anniversary for the movie. Yeah. Um, I was I, I was fully. I almost went. I wish I would have gone. Um, I wish I would have known about it. Me and Dad were almost going to go, and then we couldn't. I forget why we couldn't. Well, we just couldn't. Apparently, too, William uh, Finley, the guy who played Winslow Leach, he ended up passing away shortly after coming yeah. here. But like the whole cast, Jessica Parker was here. Like Paul Williams was here. Even got uh, <laughs> Garrett Graham, the guy who played Beef, was here, and he oh, got yeah. like a standing like Beef. Yeah, it was Beef. Right, it's so cool, and like, and then after that, unfortunately, he passed away. You know, or the uh, William Finley passed away. But like, they don't do the the Paradise Festival thing here anymore. Whatever it was no, called, I'm yeah. butchering it. But whatever it was called, and that said, to plug it again, the documentary Phantom of Winnipeg that released in 2019. Check that out. It's a documentary about the love of Phantom of the Paradise in Winnipeg. Yeah, here, so. here in Winnipeg, yeah, here in Winnipeg, Phantom of the Paradise lives strong. Yeah. I loved this movie. Yeah. I recommend it. Yeah, yeah, I loved it too. Like, I, I highly recommend it, especially the soundtrack. Like, yeah. the soundtrack for is amazing. It's on Spotify. Absolutely love just it. Just like yeah. us. <laughs> Which you can check just out. Like at, just like you can check out at Random Cinema on Spotify. Also, check out Random Cinema Podcast on Instagram, as well yeah. as our sister show, Invincible Principle Podcast on Instagram, as well as on Spotify. We still do that? We uh, still do. We shut up. We fucking do that. Yeah. Anyways, I uh, have nothing else to say about this movie. Also, check me out at uh, Brennavin the Viking on TikTok. Yeah. Um, check me out subbing at a local high school near you. Yeah! Um, and Mr. Our mascot. I'm uh, ready to draw a movie I, I here. think we are. I, I think, think it's my are. turn. I think it's time to check Bub and see what next Oh, that movie. got your attention, didn't you it, know, Mr. Mr.'s like, I want to play. play like, oh, Wait for the sound effect. Oh, well, I guess oh, I'll take oh, that one. Oh, that's natural. That's Let's a natural. See. Let's see what it is. The natural toss. 16... Which is Empire Records. Records. What? Keeping keeping a musical theme. Yeah, that's one of my movies too. Empire Records in 1995. I I adore this movie actually. Dude, yeah, no, I love this movie. It's Rex Manning Day. It's Rex Manning Day. Uh, I watched it not too not too long ago, and I don't even mind that I'm gonna watch it yeah. again. I think I watched it a couple of years back, but I've been looking for an excuse to watch it again. It is on Amazon. Ooh, I own it. Which means I also have the extended edition that has all the deleted Ooh. scenes. Ooh. Yeah. Well, hell, that's that, great. That. All right, well, see you guys in the next uh, episode where we talk about Empire Records. Yeah, thank you all for being here on Random Cinema. Random Cinema. I have been Brennan, and my hetero life mic to my right is... I am Andrew. What is up? I will see you guys later. What's Sign up? I'll see you later. All right, let's go. Right. <laughs> bye Sing, Mark.